It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am your host and well, it's just an exciting time for me on these Sunday mornings to spend this hour with you. We talk about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. The church, that's uh, our general theme. We talk about God's glorious church. And we've been doing this for a while. This is show number 1045. Now, Fairly new here on 94.1. I've been on some other stations along the way, and I'm just happy to be with you here on 94.1 on your radio dial at 8 o'clock. We'll be here every Sunday morning. And uh, here it is. This is the 14th of uh, November, 2021. We're just a few days away from uh, Veterans Day. And... uh, Normally, the week preceding Veterans Day, I would have a guest in the studio, uh, somebody from the Veterans Day parade or some military person. But uh, uh, last week, I was battling the flu bug, and I was not wanting to have anybody in the studio with me, so we did a repeat instead. But I always honor our veterans, and that's been a part of the tradition of this show from the very, very beginning. And uh, I, myself, am a veteran of a a veteran of the United States Navy. Spent four years, uh, three and a half of that on the USS Lexington, the aircraft carrier out of Pensacola. That's what one of the reasons that I'm still in Florida. I went to boot camp in Orlando and uh, was transferred over to Pensacola and just stayed in Florida after I, re- <laughs> I didn't retire. I, I finished my enlistment and was honorably discharged. And I say this to all of you out there listening today, Veterans, thank you for your service. We honor you today. Thank you for what you have done to help preserve freedom for our great nation. We do have a few rules. We don't talk sports, politics, doctrine, but we always do speak well of one another. That's been my rules from the very, very beginning. I am also a pastor. I'm the pastor of Freedom Road Christian Ministry, 720 Capital Circle Northeast here in Tallahassee. We love visitors. We'd love to have you come and worship with us today. We start our services at 11.05, and um, we're just a friendly church. We love the Lord. I'm a word preacher, and uh, today I'm uh, starting a series of studies, uh, actually a continuation of a series of studies called The Fundamentals of Spiritual Life. We're getting into the giftings of the Spirit. We'll be talking about that for the next several weeks. If that's something you're interested in, then uh, come and be with us today. You'll hear it from my perspective. And, uh, well, it may be a little different than anything you've ever heard before. But, uh, well, the Lord laid these things on my heart. And I believe he's been the teacher through the whole process. So 
1105-720 Capitol Circle Northeast in the Crescent Park Plaza. We're right down the road from Easterwood. Actually, we're between Easterwood Drive and Park Avenue. So if you're heading toward Park Avenue, look for us on the right-hand side of the road. You'll see our sign out there on Sunday morning. Come and worship with us. We love visitors at Freedom Road. A couple other things to know. I do a daily broadcast. That's every uh, uh, 11 o'clock, every uh, Monday through Friday here on 94.1 at 11 o'clock. And uh, that's a daily Bible teaching. And I would invite you to join me for that. And then on Saturday night, 7 o'clock, <laughs> hallelujah, it's the Saturday night gospel sing a full hour of the as I say, the best music in the land, the Southern Gospel style. And we're going to be playing a little bit of gospel music today on the broadcast, but we're going to be talking about the uh, United States military. Um, it's amazing. I'm telling you, the United States military is uh, awesome. It really is. Most people don't know much about it. The truth of the matter is, most people really don't know much about the military, and and. Uh, the fact is, I I don't much know much about it myself nowadays. Have I've been out of the Navy, getting close to fifty years. <laughs> oh my! And uh, I assure you, it has changed immensely since I was aboard the Lex. <laughs> I guarantee it. And that's some of the things we're going to talk about today. Now. You might say, well, Pastor King, you're not going to hold the uh, attention of the ladies much today. And, well, that may be true, and that may not necessarily be true, because I think that everybody uh, is concerned about our country, and most people that would be listening to this broadcast today, you're very supportive of the military. And so you might learn a few things. And so basically what I've done, I've just taken some time to kind of do a little research and uh, learn a few things about the different branches of our military, and we're just going to talk about it as we go along today. But I think we'll go ahead and just kick it off with a little little music here today. That'll just kind of set the tone for us. This is the Oak Ridge Boys. It's called an American Family. We're all part of the story of an American family. Well, we are. We're, we're family. Now, I know that uh, we have disagreements. And um, we fight and we fuss like any family does. And sometimes we fight it out in the press. And uh, but the truth in America is, or the truth of the matter is, in America we're we're all family, and uh, what affects one affects all. And uh, if it's bad, it's bad for all. If it's good, it's good for all. And that's why we should strive for what is good for families. See, I have a basic philosophy of life. I just want people to be able to go about their lives and enjoy their lives and raise their families and and be successful. That's just my heart's desire for everybody. And I don't care, you know, what, what color you are, what race you are. That, none of that matters to me. What matters to me is just being able to have good quality of life and that the things 
of our country would just be conducive to that and just love one another, go to church, worship the way you see fit to worship, and uh, just just be a blessing one to another. To me, that's, that's just common sense. Uh, sometimes that's a hard thing to obtain. It's just plain old common sense. Well, I told you I am a veteran, and we are honoring our veterans today Whatever service or a branch you may have served in, thank you for your service. I appreciate what you've done. And if you're in the military today, thank you that you're out there um, putting your life on the line for the benefit of it all. But uh, I served on a carrier. This is the United States uh, Carrier Lexington, USS Lexington CVT-16 was the classification and I served on it from 1972 to 1975 and uh, I started out working on the on the hangar deck what they call aviation boatman's mate basically what I was doing was uh, spotting aircraft on the deck and uh, uh just doing what needed to be done on, on a aircraft carrier hangar deck. And we were moving aircraft constantly. We were Vietnam era. And so we were training pilots to go to Vietnam. And the ones that were on the ships in Vietnam, they would send them back to us to uh, keep their flight time up. So we were squirrel caging. That was a, a term they used, squirrel caging uh, aircraft, literally going up and down the elevators uh, they'd, they'd fly on or they'd land on the legs and then we'd take them down to elevator one cross the deck back up elevator two send them off and whenever a, a, an airplane moved if they were turned up simply meaning that if they were running as they were going through the deck whenever they moved and they sit still for even if it's just a minute they had to be tied down four chains and the basically with a chain with a hook on, uh, you hooked it onto the airplane and you hooked it in the pad eye of the deck and then you had a little tumbler and you spin that thing. And every time that thing moved, it had to be disconnected, moved, and then re-chained down. And we did this day in and day out. We had to be uh, on in quarters an hour before flight operations started. We had to be there an hour after it secured. Sometimes they wouldn't stop flying to 2 o'clock in the morning. We'd be back on station at 4 o'clock in the morning. I wasn't much time to sleep. And so when you got those uh, 30, 40-minute breaks, you just take your flight jacket off and roll it up into a uh, kind of a pillow. You lay down on the deck, and you went to sleep. And then next thing you know, you're up and going again. That's the way we did. We do that day in and day out for weeks and then we get time to go into the shore maybe for a few days, and we'd be back out it again, and then we'd have to steam down to Corpus Christi because we were also flying for them as well. That was a 10-hour trip steaming down to Corpus Christi and then on our way back, and, and that was one of the reasons why I was able to catapult off the ship because they had a little lottery, <laughs> and uh, if you won the lottery – then you were able to fly back to Pensacola rather than ride the ship. And I won the lottery one time, and so I got to catapult off the ship 
to go back to Pensacola. I never had an opportunity to land on it. I wish I had it. Looking back on it now, I wish I'd have found a way to be able to have done that and been able to actually experience uh, the landing. Because when you when a plane lands on the deck, that number three cable is your perfect landing. There's four cables for that tail hook to to grab, and uh, well, <laughs> if he missed it, that's what the angle deck was for. But they very rarely ever missed them. But we did have a, a time when the, the A4s were kind of unpredictable. It was a plane with a big high strut. They they'd release that tail hook and then. It's sad to go for a drink, and so they learned to send a blue shirt out there with a with a tow bar, and that caused that problem to be solved. But anyway, going back, the first carrier, and I was curious about this, was a USS Langley, and it was a ship that had been converted into a, a carrier. It was 542 feet long. The beam of 65 feet, the draft of 18 feet, and a speed of 15 knots. It had a crew of 468 officers and men, and it could carry 55 aircraft and had 4.5-inch guns on it. And I, I read that about the 55 aircraft, and I said well, with, a, uh, with a deck that big, those were small airplanes. But the truth is is they probably did not have them all there at the same time because most of the times you fly off squadrons because, see, we did not have any planes that was attached to the Lexington. All the planes that we flew would come in from the squadrons, mostly VT-4, but other squadrons as well. And, and of course, the squadrons, when they came, because they brought their crew, and then they'd, they'd take care of their planes. And then when, the, when we, our flight operations were over, we'd head back to Pensacola. They'd fly off. By the time we got back to Pensacola, to where, where our dock was, there would be no airplanes left on the ship unless for some reason or another it had broke down and we were not able to fly it off. And then, of course, then we'd take it off with a cherry picker and uh, put it down on the, on the concrete as such. But we did not have any planes attached to the Lexington. Now listen to this. October 17th, 1922, Lieutenant Virgil C. Griffin, the first pilot to fly from a ship's deck. And that, that, that's fascinating to me. He was the first pilot. He was flying a, a, a Walt VE-78F, and I don't know what that kind of airplane that was. It, it had to have been very small. And the first landing on the Langley was nine days later by Lieutenant Commander Godfrey D. Curious Cavalier in a uh, Aero Marine 39B. Now, the reason I'm giving you those numbers, most of you is like me. It just goes through your head, don't mean a thing. But there are people out there listening. They know. And I, and I know one of them. I talk to him all the time. He was a Marine pilot. He knows those airplanes. And... Uh, I mean, I know the ones that, that we flew on the ship. I mean, the T-28s and the, and the A-4s, A-6s, A-7s. I knew, knew those, but I don't know all the airplanes. And I was when I was looking through to do some of this research, looking at the Air Force planes, I said, man, they have got so many different types of airplanes. It's amazing. 
And so anyway, the first one to be catapulted in a, another Aero Marine 39B, Lieutenant Kenneth Whiting, who was the first one to be catapulted from an aircraft carrier on November 18th, 1922. And I'm just wondering if this is the same gentleman that Whiting Field is named after over, over there in Pensacola. I don't know. But uh, USS Langley, CV-1. Now, you might say, what does that mean? Well, the C is the classification carrier. The V stands for a heavier-than-air fixed-wing aircraft. In other words, it's not a helicopter. It's a fixed wing. So whenever you see those classifications, CV-2, carrier, heavier-than-air, fixed wing, one, because that's the Langley. The CV-2, the second aircraft, was the USS Lexington, but it's not the one that I served on. I served on the USS Lexington CVT-16, which was carrier, heavier-than-air, fixed wing with a V, T, signifying it was a trainer. So CVT-16 was the ship that I served on. But what happened was that in the Battle of Coral Seas, right after the Second World War had started, the Lexington CVT, engaged in the Battle of Midway. Uh, no, I'm sorry. The Battle of Coral Sea was sunk. And uh, they were building a carrier in the Charleston shipyards in Boston. It was to be named the USS Cabanis. And uh, the shipyard workers uh, put together a petition and they sent it to Congress to have the... Uh, name of the ship changed to avenge the Lexington that was sunk. And so the Lexington that I served, which was commissioned in 1942, was supposed to have been the USS Cabanis, but they named it the USS Lexington CV. Well, of course, when I served on it, it was the CVT-16. And so things to know. Anyway, the Langley was uh, sunk. January 27th, 1942, was attacked by a flight of nine Japanese 64M Betty bombers. It was hit five times, and uh, it caused it to uh, to list, uh, a 10-degree list, and it lost power, and the crew abandoned it, and then some Escorts, U.S. escorts sunk it so that uh, the Japanese would not be able to, to get it. And so the U.S.S. Langley at the bottom of the sea, but it served well. And, uh, well, that's just something to know. The triumphant quartet. Give him to God all the glory. Triumphant Quartet, give him all the glory. That's something to 
help you just get your mind focused on uh, the worship service today, wherever it is that you're going to go and worship the Lord. And I hope that you do. And if you don't have a church that you normally attend, we'd love to have you come worship with us at Freedom Road, the church that I pastor at 720 Capital Circle Northeast. Check us out on the web, frcm.us. We're talking military today. This is our Veterans Day program, and uh, we're honoring our veterans. If you are a veteran, thank you for your service. And if you are a, a family a military family, then I honor you as well because, well, you sacrifice a lot. You really do. I mean, just think about uh, uh, children, your your dad's sometimes gone for a year at a time, or a wife. That's just a hard thing to, to even imagine. Uh, I was not married when I was in the military, and I'm thankful for that because a lot of the crew members that I was I served with were. And I know how hard it was for them. And so we honor you today and we thank you for what you have done for our country and uh, for the service that you have served and the sacrifices that you have made. And of course, for those veterans that we've lost, then, uh, well, we're just thankful for their service. And it's a tremendous loss for all of us. But I was talking about the Navy and I was talking about the, the carriers. If just if you're curious, the C V three was the Saratoga and I I'm sure that's not the same Saratoga that I was familiar with. Uh, whenever it seemed like every time that we went any place we the Saratoga was always there. Uh they were there down in Cuba we went down for a shakedown cruise. They were in Boston when we were there for uh, uh we were in the dry dock and when we were in Dry Dock in, in Boston, in the Charlton Shipyard, which was the same place that the ship had been uh, uh, built. And, uh, but right near us there was the Wasp, and the Wasp had been decommissioned, and they were, they were fixing to chop it up. And so we were able to go on the Wasp and take a lot of things off of it to put it on the Lex, and one of them was closed-circuit TV, which we had not had previous to that and so we left Boston with closed circuit TV that was something totally different we could watch movies and, and things like that on the ship and uh, we also got, took the screws off the wasp and put those on the Lex unfortunately coming out of the Boston channel we ran aground and uh, captain reversed engines and um, well we rent those screws so we had to go back into the shipyard, back into dry dock, and they had to bring some over from Norfolk, and the Navy Navy was not happy. <laughs> that was a lot of bad press with all of that. There's a lot more to that story. But uh, if you just tuned in, this is the gospel on the radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I've been doing this now. For a long time, about 20 years of the talk show here on here recently on 94.1. Uh, it was about 14 years on 97.9, the ESPN Sports Station. They were so gracious to allow me to do this show every Sunday morning on that ESPN station. But, of course, they sold that station in a different format. And uh, the folks here at 94.1 have been so gracious to host the show. 
And uh, always uh, one of these special occasions, Christmas and uh, Easter, and uh, do special shows. And, of course, here it is, Veterans Day, or the right after Veterans Day, and we're honoring our veterans today. So just talking about different branches of the military, we're going to turn to the Army. And uh, just just research that I found, 150,000 soldiers deployed in over 150 countries. Uh, no major active combat zones at the moment. Thank God for that. And... Uh, the regular army of 485,900. The guard, 3,336,500. Let's do this right here. 336,500. That's the correct way to say it. And then reserve 189,900. And now here's something that you may not be aware of. And again, I just read this. It says, the U.S. to arm nuclear units in Germany with 4,000-mile-per-hour Dark Eagle hypersonic missiles to blitz Moscow in six minutes is to be activated for the first time since the Cold War. And I've been hearing a little, a little bit about this on the news. It's, it's one of those back-channel things. You have to listen real hard to pick up on something like that. But I had, I had heard this, just some, some uh, uh, blitzes of snippets of news that I picked up just hear them talking about these things. And, of course, uh, uh, China is, um, they are, they're nuking up. There's just, just, it's frightening. It really is. They're, they're, they are nuking up. And so, uh, again, the U.S. to arm nuclear unit in Germany with 4,000 mile per hour dark evil hypersonic missiles to blitz Moscow in six minutes. Activated for the first time since the Cold War. And uh, here's some interesting things that I uh, read about the Army. And uh, First Armored Division, their nickname is the Old Ironside, and they're at Fort Bliss, Texas. <laughs> I've heard of them. And then the 1st Cavalry Division, they're known as the first team. They're in Fort Hood, Texas. And then the 1st Infantry Division, they're known as the Big Red One. And they're in Fort Riley, Kansas. We appreciate our, our Army brethren. Uh, we tease each other all the time. If, if, you are, if you've been in a particular branch of the military, you're, you love to rag the people from the other branches, and they love to rag the Navy. They always send them out the Navy. They say, well, we're just always happy to, to have a ride. <laughs> it's just fun. It's just fun. Uh, anyway, veterans, if you're a veteran today, thank you. Thank you for your service to our great country. Let me tell you a little story. This uh, this happened to me, and like I like I've told you, I, I served aboard the USS Lexington out of Pensacola, and I was because I was listed my final rank. I was an E four, which is a, a third class petty officer. But as enlisted, you don't see the old man much. I mean, he's he's up there on the O seven level, up in that area. Actually, not that far up. 
And uh, if you don't know what I'm, who I'm referring to, the old man, that's, that's the captain. And uh, we had a crew of uh, 1,500 men. And so you know, we, we, we were busy doing what we were doing. And, and the captain, he didn't uh, – he just didn't venture down in that area much. There was a couple of times uh, when we would see the captain on deck, but that was very rare. And so our captain was uh, Captain Davis, the first captain when I first went aboard the Lex. And uh, the crew loved him. He, was, uh, he wasn't uh, spitting polish so much. He was just one of these guys that said, get the job done. And everybody would work real hard for him because we just loved him. But uh, – you know, I'd I'd seen him. I'd seen him in, in a hangar deck parade or flight deck parade, but you just I didn't know him. But uh, anyway, I respected him an, an awful lot. So I got out of the Navy, and um, of course, Captain Davis had retired while I was on the Lex, and then we had a Captain Carter, and then we ended up with Captain Moore. Captain Carter was the one that ran the the ship aground in Boston, so. He was uh, removed. And so I got out of the Navy and uh, enrolled in Liberty Bible College where I went to school to, start, to study for the ministry there in Pensacola. And I got a job working for Acme Pest Control and you know, in-house in uh, spread for bugs. <laughs> and uh, so I was uh, called to a house and uh, – I saw the name on the ticket, but I didn't pay attention to it. And uh, went up to the big house there on Brancus Drive there in Pensacola. Knocked on the door. No answer. It was kind of getting toward the end of the day. And uh, so I knocked a few other times. And then I heard uh, some noise back behind the house. Of course, it was right on the bay. And so I... Walked around behind the house, and there was a dock going down there, and I, I, could, I could hear somebody down there. And of course, they had called us me to come out to, to uh, service the house, so I was expected. So I walked down there, and uh, there <laughs> was a, a man, and he had his head down in uh, the engine compartment of his boat. And... Uh, so I just walked up and I said, uh, hello, I'm Jack King from Acme Pest Control. And the man raised his head up and it was Captain Davis. And I am telling you what, I was just absolutely speechless. <laughs> Again, if you've never been in the military and never served under that type of capacity, you may not understand why I was so struck the way I was, but you just didn't talk to the old man. I mean, even if you saw him, you didn't talk to him. You'd, you'd, you'd stand at attention and you'd salute, but you'd never talk to the old man. And here I am. Of course, now he's retired now. He's not even in the Navy anymore. But in, in my head, he's still Captain Davis. <laughs> he's still the old man. I'm just, I'm just standing there and I'm just, I, I'm, I'm just gawking. My, my mouth hanging over me. And I can't remember exactly how the conversation, but it was something like, well, son, can I help you? <laughs> and I just, you're Captain Davis. And, <laughs> and he just kind of laughed, and I said, uh, I was on your ship. I was one of your crewmen. He said, oh, you were? Well, let's, get, let's go up to the house and get something cold to drink. Let's just go up there and just talk about it. <laughs> and, and we did. 
And I'm sitting there at his kitchen table just carrying on a conversation with the old man. I tell you what, to this day, to this day, I am still mystified by that whole experience. But that's how, you, that's, that's just the way it is in the military. You just, uh, he was, I mean, he was the captain. He was the captain. We had tremendous respect for him. But uh, anyway, this is uh, our Veterans Day salute to our veterans. And uh, if you served and, and uh, well, thank God that uh, you served and, and if you had to go into harm's way, you survived it. Thank God for that. And we're so thankful for you. And we thank you for your family and those who stood by you while you were gone. Thanks. Let's listen to the Booth Brothers. Thank you for the miracle. believe that America is a miracle. I really do. I think it's a, a country founded on Christian Judeo principles. And I know that we're, we've gotten away from that somewhat. It concerns me greatly. But uh, there's still a lot of believers. There's still a lot of people who believe in God and, and uh of people who pray, and uh, I think God honors that. So thank him. Thank him for the miracles. Thank him for the miracle that uh, God raised up these, these, uh, these founders. They were some incredible people, but I believe that uh, they put us on the right path when they chose Christian values. And uh, well, I just, I just pray. And I pray that God would uh, cause revival to happen in this land. Well, today is uh, the day that we honor our veterans. And this, uh, this is the uh, 14th of November. And, of course, Veterans Day is on the 11th. And, uh, well, I just, I'm just thankful. I'm thankful, thankful for those of you who served. And I've been talking about the military today, uh, Army, Navy, uh, just taking a list, a look at some of the things we have concerning the uh, Air Force. They said the 71st birthday of the United States Air Force. It's one of the newer branches of the military. This is a little note. There are still dozens of troop families, members, still in Afghanistan. We, the news has moved on from that. They're not talking about that anymore, but there's still things going on over there. But I was looking at uh, the list of some of the, the names of some of these aircraft. I mentioned this earlier when I was going through that. Man, the Air Force has got a lot of airplanes. I didn't realize how many airplanes they have, different types of airplanes and some good-looking airplanes. I'm telling you what, just looking at some of those pictures, I said, those are some sharp-looking airplanes. Uh, 
But some of the names, this is a, it's the uh, Tennessee Thunderbolt 2, and uh, it's uh, for close surface, uh, for close air surface of ground forces. And uh, it's very simple but effective. Twin-engine aircraft used against maritime attacked aircraft. The uh, 13, uh, 130J Ghost Rider, I like that. I thought that was a cool name for, for an airplane. A highly modified C-30J two-man fully integrated digital avionics. Uh, the uh, AC-130U, or is that V? I'm sorry, I may, I may have wrote that down wrong. It's called the Spooky Gunship. <laughs> And uh, it goes after targets of opportunity. This is the Air Force now. Uh, the AC-130W Stinger II. And uh, it's for air interdiction. <laughs> the AC Stinger II. You don't watch that one. It'll sting you. The AGM-130 Missile. Air to surface. Uh, high and low targets. And uh, that's one of those that, uh, well, you just don't want to be around one of those things. And then there's the uh, AGM-65 Maverick. Now, listen to this now. The AIM-9 Sidewinder. Then we've, we've heard a lot about these, especially during the Gulf War, because these are heat-seeking missiles. But listen to this. Developed by the Navy. The Navy developed it, and then the Air Force has kind of taken that over. Now, the Navy still has some of them, too. But the Sidewinder, in other words, uh, it's going to pick up the exhaust coming out of your tailpipe or your tail, and and it's going to follow you wherever you go. And once, he get, once, once one of those things gets on your tail, you are in a heap of trouble. <laughs> that's a that's a bad bad missile. That's the United States Air Force, and then the it's the Marines. Yes, sir. I uh, I spent some time around some Marines. <laughs> and, uh, it says, but twelve percent of the military deployments since nine eleven have been Marines. 359,000 Marines deployed and mostly deployed on Navy ships. And they're there to drill. And uh, let's see. Did you know? And again, some say this is speculation, but that the Marine, United States Marine Corps was was actually formed in a, in a bar. <laughs> yeah. It was formed in a bar in 1775, Captain Samuel Nicholas and Robert Mullen at the Toon Tavern in Philadelphia. They, they, they thought this thing up. The first battle for the Marines took place in the Bahamas in 1776 against the British. And did you know that the Marine Band is nicknamed the President's Own Band? And it is performed, or the in every presidential uh, inauguration since Thomas Jefferson. And uh, the Marines, of course, won fame uh, fighting against the Barbary 
pirates. And, of course, the reason why they, they call them the Leathernecks, you've heard the Marines refer to as the Leathernecks, is because those uh, pirates had these big, uh, like an axe. It was a sword, but it's more like an axe. And they could swing that thing, and it just chop your head off. And so the Marines started wearing these leather guards around their necks to fortify so that those, those hatchets or whatever they call those things wouldn't chop their heads off. So that's why they are known as the, the Leathernecks. And more Marines died at the World War II Battle of Bella Woods than its entire existence before this. This is a World War II battle. Um, actually, the World War One battle and they lost a lot of marines during that conflict so i tell you what there's a lot to know about our military branches and all of their traditions and uh and there's a lot of pride that goes into to whatever wherever you served <laughs> i remember uh you used to say when i was in this is we you know of course we're just E1s, E2s, E3s. But we are, we are an E3 in the world's largest Navy. <laughs> so just a little bit of pride with that. Well, we still got the uh, Coast Guard to go. And, of course, uh, I appreciate the Coast Guard. Uh, most people don't know this, but the Coast Guard is not a part of the uh, Department of Defense. They are a part of a uh, – used to be uh, – uh, national national defense but now they're under Homeland Security under the Department of Homeland Security and of course the Coast Guard mostly patrols our borders and uh, they do a lot of uh, inter- uh, intervention uh, working against the, uh, the drug trafficking and of course trying to keep people out that they're not supposed to be in and they they serve a tremendous role and they're also oftentimes deployed they were deployed during the gulf war uh, they've been deployed to uh korea and uh, uh the and of course they're they refer to their ships as coast guard cutters and uh, they're not a part of the navy but under circumstances of war, the president could declare them to be under the Department of the Navy and actually put them in the Navy if, if he chose to do so. Uh, I don't think that's happened, but legally it could happen. So the Coast Guard is, is a different branch, but it mirrors the Navy in a lot of ways. And of course, the uh, the rankings are the same, but the uh, well, you, you'd make rank different because it's a smaller branch of the of the service. But uh, they're a very integral part of service, and we thank God for uh, those who um, are out there defending our shores. And it's a very important responsibility that they have because they're they're right here close to home, and they keep a lot of things away from us that I'm sure that we're not even aware of, of very much really that goes on in the Coast Guard, but but uh, it's a very valuable part of the service. 
And we salute our Coast Guard brethren. We, of course, we salute all of our branches, the Army, the Navy, Marines, Coast Guard, Merchant Marines, and Space Force. Now, I'm going to play another song for you. But before we do that, uh, I was talking about the aircraft carriers, and I told you the CV-1 was the Langley. CV-2 was the uh, Lexington, the first Lexington. CV-3 was the Saratoga. But are you curious about what is the newest, biggest, and baddest aircraft carrier we have? And that would be the USS Gerald R. Ford. And uh, I saw a picture of that thing. I think that thing is huge. Just the flight deck is over uh, around 1,100 feet long compared to the Lex that was 900 feet and the Langley that was 465 feet. <laughs> that is a big aircraft carrier. It's, it's nuclear-powered and uh, 40 knots, over 40 knots. <laughs> and I'm telling you what, you talking about High tech, I guarantee you, the, the Gerald R. Ford that that is one high tech uh, car- carrier because they, you know, they 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 uh, compared a lot of times to the Nimitz. And of course, when I was in, that was like the the rage was the Nimitz. Everybody talk about the Nimitz because it was the new, because the Nimitz and the Kennedy, because they were the new ones at the time. We were still uh, they call the old Essex class. Carriers, which were we were old and small compared to them, but now the Ford is uh, man, that thing's a, it's a floating city. I mean, it, it really is. Yeah, I just like I said, I just saw the picture of it. That's I tell you what, that's that's something. <laughs> that really is. There is a record kept 
Until the judgment day My name will not be lost Misplaced or overlooked For it's kept safely in God's record book Yes, there's a record book My name is written in It was recorded there When I was born again No one can blot it out It's sealed forevermore It's in that book of life Kept by the Lord It's in that book of life go that record book it's kept by the lord and that's just admonition to us father god thank you for this uh, opportunity to be able to honor our veterans we thank you father god for the united states of america and for all of those who have served over all these years to help us to live free and father god i i thank you for those who have pay the ultimate sacrifice, and we pray for their families and their loved ones. And Father, we pray for America. We pray, God, that you'd bless, you'd bless the United States of America. And Father God, I pray that we'd be a country that would always turn to you. And Lord God, I pray that, Lord, there would be peace in this world. And we pray for peace in America, all around the world, in the streets of Jerusalem, the nation of Israel. Father, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.